Hello there, this is A.D. Robles, and you're listening to A.D. on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. All right, well, let's get started. Before we begin today, let me just remind you that if you have not done so already, please consider becoming a Fight, Laugh, Feast Network club member. I have to say, I I listen to a lot of the shows on the Fight Laugh Feast network, um, not as often as I would like. I don't I'm not a religious listener. I don't listen to everything just because I don't have the time for it. Like a lot of you, I've got other things to do. Um, but I always go back and, and and try to find episodes that look interesting that I never got around to. And I have to say I just watched the cross politic episode with Glenn Sh- Sunshine on it about the magic of words and wizardry and stuff like that. My goodness gracious, it is so good. And so if you want to continue hearing this kind of content and seeing this kind of content be pumped out by our team, please consider supporting this channel. That's something that, uh, I'm sorry, not this channel, this network. Uh, That's something that keeps us going. Obviously, we do this because you find it helpful, but we also want to make sure that we can continue to put resources into making this content better and expanding it. So if you love this uh, network and you love the content that you see in it, please consider supporting us by becoming a Network Club member. Use the show code ROBLES, R-O-B-L-E-S. Support the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network as a club member using the show code ROBLES, R-O-B-L-E-S. Now, I have to just rebuff a little bit of uh, stuff that's been intended as praise. People call me prophetic all the time. And and I have to say, I I, I appreciate it. I know it's meant as a as a compliment, but I have to I am I am just a person just like you. I am I am a normal guy. I don't have any special abilities or powers or anything like that. Um, But I do try to intentionally look ahead look into the future and and I obviously I'm not you know per, pretending to speak for God or anything like that and obviously I know that I can't predict the future perfectly but I just look at the trajectories of things right I look at what's happening now what happened yesterday and I try to project into the future this is a skill that that everybody does on occasion um, and I do it when I'm trying to look at the maneuverings and the goings-on in uh, the evangelical machine, and so I get some things right. I get, a, I get, a, I'll, all right. I'll, I'll, I'll say it. I get a lot of things right. <laughs> I've gotten some things wrong before as well. But one of the things I, I, I predicted, um, I don't know, over the last year or so, I've been increasingly predicting this is that I would that we would get a a full scale retreat uh, of Big Eva from social media in particular. And I think that, that right now, I, I, I do believe that Big Eva has reached its peak of uh, influence and authority and, and power. And everything from here on out is just the, the, the long climb downwards. I, I don't think that they'll gain any more influence. In fact, I think every day more and more people wake up to their game. In fact, that the Big Eva is just a propaganda arm. It's, they, they give you propaganda and nothing but propaganda. And then they'll sprinkle in a few like basic theology things that are usually pretty decent. But if it's if it's complex, if it's controversial, what you're going to get from Big Eva is the approved propaganda that they're allowed to produce. It's boring, it's predictable, and all of that. And I think every day more people wake up to that fact. And one of the things that I thought that they would do is try to delegitimize social media and pretend like social media isn't really real life like like the, you know you don't have to listen to social media and and the primary reason I thought they would do this is because social media is where they're getting their teeth kicked in the most it's not the only place they're getting their teeth kicked in 
but it's definitely the most obvious place and the and and, and the the most prominent place where they're losing. Big Eva is losing the fight over the, the over over the authority that they used to have over the social justice issue, over the issues regarding politics and things of that nature. They're losing. They're obviously losing. And and the reality is that social media is a big part of that. And and social media is a threat. That's why you see social media being censored so much. I mean, there would be no reason for Twitter and Facebook and YouTube to censor any opinion if they didn't perceive those opinions to be a threat. And I'm not saying that all censorship is wrong, but what I am saying is that they censor things that they realize are a threat. And I think Big Eva, if they had the ability to censor things on social media, they definitely would. In fact, I'm not... I'm not going to make a prediction here, but I wouldn't be surprised if Big Eva was part uh, in the future of uh, certain kinds of censorship on social media where they would get to add those little tags like this theological statement has not been approved by so and so. I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, Gospel Coalition or an entity like that tried to become like the Christian version of Snopes. You know what I mean? I would not be surprised about that at all. I'm not making a prediction. I don't want to I don't want to uh, to ruin my status as a seer of the future, <laughs> but I wouldn't be surprised at all because it's the same propaganda machine. Big Big Eva recognizes that social media is a threat. It's a threat if a peon like myself can directly challenge somebody who's on high. Like when Jonathan Lehman uh, came down from his ivory tower to interact with me, it didn't go well for him. It was very easy for me to outmaneuver him. It's the same thing with Joe Carter. It's the same thing with uh, Phil Vischer. It's the same thing with any Big Eva person who's decided to engage. Philip Holmes, you know, for example. It's easy to outmaneuver these people because all they have is propaganda. All they have is slogans. All they have are talking points. And once you get outside of the framework that they've tried to set up for you, they can't compete. They can't compete with real ideas. They can only compete with slogans. And so um, they, they lose that every time. It's very uncomfortable for someone who's used to having the protection of, uh, of, of inaccessibility and the protection of having goons surrounding you and, 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 and simps and, and white knights around you. That's something that they're, they're very used to, having the conference-speaking circuits and having the books and the, uh, and the guild essentially promoting them. But when you can directly challenge Al Mohler on Twitter and say, hey, Al, that's actually not true because here's something that proves that that's not true, that's a very uncomfortable position to be in. So my prediction was that they would start to say social media is bad or social media is not real. And they've been doing that over the last year. But there was an interview that was uh, published by the Baptist Press yesterday that a bunch of you pointed out to me. And I have to say, this is the most overt attempt to, to try to discredit any kind of confrontation, any kind of criticism that I've ever seen. Al Mohler goes in on Twitter, and I wanted to just go over it a little bit today because this is so interesting, in my opinion. This is amazing. So I just uh, I pulled up the article. I'll link to it in the description of this video. And I just did a keyword search for Twitter. I recommend you read this whole thing, but, but, but I just wanted to do the keyword search for Twitter so you can see what he has to say about social media here. And so here's where it starts. He says that, He's, he's trying to make the case in this that the best way to get to the truth, the best way to get things done is in person, and social media is not only is it the, a bad way, but it's actually not real. And what he says is, he says this, he says, quote, I've never been in a meeting of Southern Baptists where we didn't eventually get to the right place. And that means that Southern Baptists are in person much better than we are on Twitter and much better than we are outside the room. 
when we get inside the room, good things tend to happen. But it takes time, prayer, it takes conversations, it takes trust, trust. And we kind of acted over the course of years like those things just came by divine right. They actually come by hard work. And so do you see what he's saying? He's saying when we're in the meeting room, we, we always come with the right decision. And it's hard work, and we pray, and we care about each other, but we always get to the right decision. Twitter is a terrible place for this. Southern Baptists on Twitter are terrible. And actually, if you notice, he also says Southern Baptists outside of the room are also terrible. Maybe he didn't say they're terrible. He says they're not as good as the Southern Baptists in the room. Brothers, this is the most elitist thing I have ever heard. Not only is he saying that Twitter is somehow lesser, like Twitter's bad, Twitter's not good. We'll get to more of that in a minute. But he's also saying that if you're not in the meeting room with the movers and the shakers, because here's the thing, how do you get into that room, right? Can any one of you just say, I want to set up an appointment with Al Mohler and get into his office? Does he have time for that? Is that is he an accessible person? I know he's not an accessible person because I know many people who have tried to meet with him and have been rebuffed. I don't have access to Al Mohler, and not, I'm not saying that I should have access to Al Mohler. I'm just saying I don't. It's just a fact. And so think about what he's saying here. He's the Southern Baptist, when we get into the room, the, that's how you get things done. But all those other peons out there who aren't invited into the room or can't get into the room, that's not as good. Guys, this is so elitist. This is why they hate Twitter, because Twitter allows me to directly ask Al Mohler a question. He'll obviously ignore it, or sometimes he won't, and that'll be a big problem for him. You know, again, it's very easy to, 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 to outmaneuver these people when they actually do talk to you. But man, could it get more elitist than that? This is the, this is the problem. This is why Twitter is so great, because not all of us have access to Al Mohler or whoever. Al Mohler's at the top of the chain, but there are even, even mid-level management we don't have access to necessarily. And so, uh, no, this is exactly why Twitter is actually good, because not all of us can get into the room. The other thing I wanted to point out about this is he says, I've never been in a meeting of Southern Baptists where we eventually didn't, we didn't eventually get to the right place. Well, I ask you, Al, who decides what the right place is? You know, it's kind of easy to always get to the right place if you're the one deciding what the right place is. And again, this is why Twitter is so helpful, because what's good for you and your buddies, Al, is not necessarily what's good for us. And it's not necessarily what's biblical. You see, we need to see how these decisions get made. We need to get in those rooms. You see, I wouldn't have such a problem with, with this kind of an attitude, this kind of elitist. Ad- I wouldn't even call it elitist if we had access to recordings and video and audio of those meetings. If you would open up those meetings so that we could all see what you guys talk about in private, that would actually be uh, fine. It wouldn't be elitist. I don't need to be in that room, but I want to see how these decisions are made. Why did you fire your conservative professors, Al? I'd like to, I like to know that. And your press releases aren't going to cut it because we don't believe it. In fact, we know why you fired them based on their own testimony. So the thing is, like, I know you think you made the right decision in your elitist meeting room, but we have no idea. All we see is what uh, the other guy said and this and that, and we can make our own decision. See, that's the problem, though. Al doesn't want you to make your own decision. Al wants you to believe what he believes, and he wants you to trust him that he's made the right call. In fact, they, he's always made the right call if he's in the meeting room. You see, this is, this is not going to cut it, Al. This is not going to cut it. We don't buy your propaganda anymore. We just simply don't. We don't trust you like the way we used to. And I don't think there's any reason why we should. Let's continue. Let's find the next mention of Twitter because I thought this was very interesting. So, so Al, here's the next one. A few paragraphs later. 
Al's just saying it. He's just coming out and saying it. This is why people were saying that I was a, a prophet. I'm not a prophet. I promise you, I'm not a prophet. Here's Al Mohler again. He says, Southern Baptists need to get off Twitter in terms of trying to carry on this conversation and get in the room together. There's not going to be any rescue of the SBC or any positive future for the SBC unless that happens. See, Al, this is so twisted, right? Because Al's making this case that we're just on Twitter. Like, you guys that aren't happy with the direction of the Southern Baptist Convention, I'm not in this SBC. We're going to get to that in a moment. I'm not in the SBC, but 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 I but he's making this idea that that you those of you that are in the SBC, you're just on Twitter sniping like a Twitter shark or a troll, and you're not in the meeting room. I I know you're not in the meeting room. How do you know that, Al? How do you know that? Because hey, here's the thing, Al. You might not like this, but this is true. You want to let you in on something, Al? I'm in meetings with Southern Baptist Convention members. Yeah, Al. That's right. I know we do get in the room together. <laughs> Al, you see, this is propaganda, and we know it. And if you didn't know that this is propaganda, let me tell you. Let old AD tell you. Those that are on Twitter that are causing the trouble, that are, that are challenging these leaders and stuff like that, we do meet up in the room together. We all talk together. We would like you to be a part of that, Al, but we're not going to wait for you to be a part of it. We do meet in the rooms together. We do talk in person. We are active in our local communities. We do all of that stuff, but we also use Twitter. And you don't like that, do you, Al? You don't like that because you can't control the narrative in the public square. And Twitter is the public square. At least it's a digital public square. And he doesn't like that because he can't control how things are framed. He can't control how, what kinds of questions he get asked. He can't control. He can't. He can't. Uh, this, is the, this is something I heard allegedly. You know, remember those guys from the Defendant Confirmed podcast who interviewed Jonathan Lehman? Uh, allegedly. I don't know if this is true. But allegedly, they went over the questions with Jonathan beforehand, and they and they they crafted uh, questions that would be sort of edgy, but not. They wouldn't push too far because they don't want to bother Jonathan Lehman's uh, high and mighty ivory tower persona. And and like, that, see, you want to do that. You want to control the opposition. You want to control the questions. That's why you don't like Twitter, because Twitter's the Wild West. We only have to answer to God. We don't have to answer to the power structures of the Southern Baptist Convention. And you don't like that. And so, so, so notice how he's framing this. Those who are on Twitter are not in the room together. That's what he's trying to put forward. Al, it's a lie. Al, it's a lie, because I've been in the room with Southern Baptists. We do meet. We do this kind of stuff, brother. So... I would suggest that the way forward is not to get people off Twitter, but to stop the propaganda. Stop treating us like idiots. Stop with the with the with the inappropriate framing and stuff like that. Like we're not jerks. I know you think we're peons, we're stupid, we don't understand, but we do. We do. Stop trying to slogan us to death. We don't like it. We don't like that. It's not about Twitter. It's about us not buying your propaganda anymore, Al. Let's continue. He says this. He says, we need to have some conversations about critical race theory and critical theory. But those conversations cannot be healthily carried out on Twitter or on social media. Those are going to require serious engagement. But I can promise you that the leadership of the SBC is absolutely determined that the Southern Baptist Convention not become lost or infected by any ideology that would be subversive of biblical truth. You see this, Al? Like, why can't those conversations be healthily carried out on Twitter or social media? 
I have plenty of conversations, healthy conversations on Twitter and social media that are antagonistic towards me, Al. I've had it many times. You see, this is what it takes, Al. Let me explain to you. Because because I've had people that have criticized me. In fact, just the other day, just the other day a brother that I respect very much uh, pushed back on something I said on social media. He said uh, that uh, that despair potentially could be a legitimate uh, thing for a, a Christian to, to experience. And he was pushing back on something that I said, because I said despair was not a Christian message, and I stand by that. And guess what? He pushed back, and I pushed back, and guess how, guess how it worked out, Al? We still love each other, we still respect each other, and we understand each other more. It was a very healthy disagreement. And we could also do this about critical race theory. Brother, this is the thing. I've had many healthy conversations about critical race theory and critical theory on social media. I've had them in person too, Al. I'm not uh, on social media only, but not in person. No, no, no. We can have this conversation in a healthy way on social media, but not when one side, your side, Al, is insisting on treating us like jerks. Not when one side is insisting on just propagandizing us nonstop. Not when one side won't answer to direct questions. You see, the reason we can't have this conversation in a healthy way online or offline is because one side of this has completely disengaged and instead is just throwing bombs like here where you say if you're on twitter you're not having this in a social you're just having this in a in a serious way you see here's what he said here the conversations are going to require serious engagement and he's contrasting that with twitter and social media that's not true al i see serious engagement on twitter and social media all day i know you don't see it al because to you, serious engagement is believe my propaganda because I'm the great Al Mohler. We're not buying that anymore, Al. We're not. Maybe there was a time where we used to buy that, where we would just accept the propaganda because we knew it was safe. We're, that ship has sailed, Al. That ship has sailed. And so maybe you need to get off Twitter so you can learn how to have healthy online debates and then maybe come back. But you see, a lot of us are already there. We know how to have healthy conversations online and on Twitter and on social media. We've been doing it, and we're continuing to do it. So, Al, you know, the reality is as long as you're going to continue to say social media, Twitter, not serious engagement, um, in my private meeting room for the select few that get to come in there, that's real serious engagement. As long as you're going to give us propaganda like that, you're going to continue to have the problems that you're having, Al. I can, I can help you out, brother. I can help you out with how to engage on social media in a healthy way. Listen, you can email me. AD at adrobles.com, a direct email address to me. You see, that's something, Al, that actually would help. That's, that's my first lesson for you, Al. Give out your direct email address and, and actually respond to the messages, too. I know you can't respond to everything. I can't respond to everything. But actually engage with people. You know, Open up that meeting room a little bit, and maybe we wouldn't have this problem so much. As long as you're going to continue to do this, this sort of mafioso thing where you don't talk directly to the capo, the capo sends a, a, a peon to talk to you, and then he talks to the capo. As long as that's how you're going to operate, Al, we're going to continue to have these problems. You see, that's not social media's problem. That's your problem. That's your problem. You're going to have to figure that one out. That's the guild's problem because you're the one that's inaccessible, not us. We're accessible. You're not. And as long as you're going to continue to have this air of it's not official, it's not serious engagement until we're on the phone together or until you're in the meeting room, um, as long as you have that attitude, Al, it's going to continue to be a problem. Let's continue because he still has more to say about Twitter, which I find amazing. All right. This is the best one. This, this one, I think, is directed at guys like me, right? And uh, John Harris and, and the, the Fight, Laugh, Feast guys. 
He says, by the way, many of these issues being raised are at least being shouted on Twitter by people who aren't even Southern Baptists. <laughs> and that's where being in the room becomes crucial. We'll find out who the real Southern Baptists are. <laughs> I always find this one amazing because like I'm it's true I'm not a Southern Baptist. But like do you think is it do you think it's possible that the great Al Mohler can't understand why a guy like me would care about the Southern Baptist convention? Why why I wouldn't care about Southern Baptists? I'm not even a Baptist, I'm a Presbyterian. But like like do you really think he can't figure out like why it's legitimate for me to talk about and criticize the Southern Baptist convention and and love the Southern Baptist convention and hold the Southern Baptist convention to a higher standard? Like do you really think he can't figure that out? Because it's a very simple case to make. You see, I'm a Christian, Al. I'm a Christian. I care about Christ's people. I care about Christ, and so, of course, I care about Christ's bride, right? And the Southern Baptist Convention, as far as, as, as in my theology, they're part of Christ's bride, right? And so those are my people. The Southern Baptist Convention are my people, Al. And, and you're, you're a theological mind, so I think you probably understand this. So I'm wondering what, what's with the propaganda. Because you, your people are my people. We're, we're, we're part of Christ's bride. We love the Lord. And, and furthermore, the, the Southern Baptist Convention is the biggest denomination of Christians in the United States. So I'm an American, Al. And so the biggest denomination of, of, of my brethren, my brothers, are the Southern Baptist Convention. Why wouldn't I care about the goings-on of the Southern Baptist Convention, Al? Why wouldn't I care about the liberal drift of the Southern Baptist Convention, Al? Like, like, like let me, I'll take your propaganda and I'll just ask you a straightforward question. Why wouldn't I care about the Southern Baptist Convention? Why wouldn't you care about me? Why wouldn't that room of elitists that are all around you that, that I guess you always get to the right place probably be, it definitely not because you're, they're just all yes men, right? Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. Yeah, they all get to the right place that I agree with uh, because I'm the great Al Mohler and all the people around me are yes men. We always get to the right place. It's, it's, a, it's a miracle. That's not a mystery, Al. <laughs> when you don't have, when you fire like the people that are contrary to your project at Southern Baptist Theological Seminary, it's not a mystery why everyone fell into line, Al. That's not the Holy Spirit. That's you getting rid of your opposition, Al. <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> well, maybe it is the Holy Spirit, too. It has to be. It has to be because I'm a, I'm a Calvinist here. But Al, that's not a mystery. You, you fire people who disagree with you. You threaten people who disagree with you. It's not a mystery why everyone agrees with you, Al. But that's the thing. You can't do that on Twitter. You can't fire us off Twitter. That's why you hate Twitter. But like, again, Al, why wouldn't I care about the Southern Baptist Convention? That's a question you need to consider. But that wasn't all he had to say about Twitter. He had more. He said this. He said, if Southern Baptists are going to look to Twitter as the barometer of who we are as people, then we're doomed. Because that's not even, there's not even any assurance that this Twitter account is a real person. But when you get into the room, the right things tend to happen. Do you hear this? He's, he's spinning a conspiracy theory that the people on Twitter that are criticizing him and their Southern Baptist Convention because of their liberal drift aren't even real people, maybe. This is like Russia conspiracy theory. This is like Russia collusion yet again. They're just Twitter bots. This is not real. It's just fake. I mean, anyone who would criticize the Southern Baptist Convention, like, we don't even know if they're real people. That's what Al Mohler's saying here. Like, like you can't look at Twitter as a barometer of what people believe 
because the people that are criticizing us on Twitter, they might not even be real. They're not even real people. That's the theory. <laughs> so all of you who are Southern Baptists that are on Twitter that level complaints or challenge your leaders and stuff like that, all of you people, because I know you're real people, because I talk to you and I've seen you in person and I've met you and I've had phone conversations with you, I know you're real people, but Al thinks you might not even be real because you've never been in his room, right? You've never been in his office. He's never seen you. How could, how could you even be real? I mean, you're not even in the, in the room. That's where things get done for Southern Baptists, in the room that you've never seen the inside of because you're not invited. This is the most elitist, like just raw exposing of how your leadership thinks. They don't consider you real unless you're in the room. They don't consider you real if you're leveling complaints on social media. They don't consider you real if you're not a player. If you don't have access to Al Mohler, how can he even know you're real? And guys, here's the big problem. Here's the big problem. And I, I hate to say this. I hate to say this, but this is, this is my theory. This is my opinion. And I'm, I, am, I am not the only one who has this opinion by a long shot. The Southern Baptist Convention is a machine, right? And what does a machine do? A machine tries to maintain itself. I mean, a machine tries to, 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 to maintain its position and, and, and advance, right? That's what a business does. It, if a business gets really big and all of a sudden they have a lot of employees, well, they got to maintain the financial standing to continue to pay those employees and to continue to pay their mortgages and to continue to, to maintain their facilities and stuff like that. And so when a church gets really big, now all of a sudden it needs to bring in more income, right? And so when you think about the income of the Southern Baptist Convention— What's more valuable to the Southern Baptist Convention, a megachurch or your local assembly with 100 people? What's more important to them? Well, how do you get access to Al Mohler? If you're the pastor of a, of a church of 5,000, 10,000, or if you're the church of a pastor of 20, who do you think has a better shot of getting in the room with Al Mohler? I hate to say it. It sounds really crass. It sounds really crass. It's just about money. But if you think about what he's saying here, if you're in the room, if you're a player, then you're real and you're concerned. You know that you reached the right decisions. Of course you reached the right decisions because they're Al's decisions, right? You're a player. But if you're a pastor of a small assembly, all you've got sometimes is Twitter to talk to the leadership of the Southern Baptist Convention. All you've got sometimes are the free channels. A, a try to make a phone call. Try to send a message uh, via snail mail or email. Try to do something on social media. That's all you've got because you can't just pick up the bat phone and get Al on the phone. Some guys can. You can't. And so he's poo-pooing the only means you have to talk to him because here's the thing, Al. Many of us have tried to send you a letter. Many of us have tried to call your office. Many of us have tried to send an email, and it gets nowhere. And so now we're on social media exposing the inconsistencies, exposing the lies. Matt Hall, I'm not a critical theorist. Matt Hall, yeah, but I'm white, and I'm going to be racist to the day I die, which is, of course, critical theory. It's like, like, 
Okay, so where's what's what's what? Where's the inconsistency? You you explain this to me. You're espousing critical theory here, but you're saying you're not a critical theorist. Okay, where did you get this? I'm white, so I'm a racist stuff from the Bible. Explain that one to me. You see, they don't like questions like that because they can't answer questions like that. But when they get in the room with all their buddies, with their inner circle, nobody challenges them. Nobody nobody asks questions like that. But they have to face them on social media. And so what do they do? They say, get off social media. Let me just say something to you as directly as I can. If you're in the Southern Baptist Convention and Al Mohler tells you to get off social media, you probably should get two social media accounts. If he tells you to stay off social media, you should get on social media probably more. That's what I'm telling you. If he tells you to, 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 to do something um, because there's no liberal drift and you know that there's liberal, liberal drift, you should do the opposite of what he tells you because Al Mohler is a propagandist. Okay? I'm not saying he's wrong about everything, but what I am saying, though, is that the last person on earth that you should trust about whether or whether or not there's liberal drift in the Southern Baptist Convention is the guy who says, get in the room with me. See, we always make the right decision. Oh, by the way, there's no possible way you can get in the room with me. Don't don't even give that thought any quarter. Stay on social media. I'm not saying be only on social media because I know that the reality is he's right. Personal relationships are important, but the thing is you can build relationships and you can learn and you can grow on social media as well when it comes to this kind of stuff. I've met many people that I consider friends on social media and that I've met them in real life, and it's great. It's great to know people in real life, but the thing is, the thing is, so many people have commented to me that they, they're in a little church, a little Southern Baptist church that has no power whatsoever, that Al Mohler probably wouldn't give the time of day if his life depended on it. Small Southern Baptist Church, and they reach out to me, they say, AD, man, I want to thank you. I want to thank you for your YouTube content and your tweets, because before I saw them, I thought me and my little church, I thought we were going crazy, because I saw all the same things you saw with our leadership. I saw all the same things you saw. But because my context was so small, I'm just in a small local community. It's a great community. I love being a Southern Baptist. But because I was alone, I started thinking I was going crazy. I thought I was alone. And they say, I saw your content. And I realized I'm not alone. And they met people in the comment section that are in similar situations, other Southern Baptists. And they met people online, and they started communicating over the phone. And now we're meeting together in person and in video calls. And Al, we're doing it all, man. We found each other. We know we're not alone. We know that what you represent so often does not uh, represent what the Bible says and what the local assemblies say. We know that there's a disconnect, Al. And you don't like the fact that we're finding each other on Twitter. We're finding each other on social media, and then we're taking those relationships offline. Guys, I just, I just came up with a great idea. I got a P.O. box uh, last week. I got a P.O. box last week. You know why I got that P.O. box? Because I'm anticipating. I'm looking forward in the future. Hopefully, I'm wrong about this. Hopefully, this is not prophecy here. You know what I mean? I'm not saying I have any insight into the future, but, but I'm looking into the future. I'm saying, you know what? We might get kicked off social media soon, and not just social media, the internet, the internet might be much more difficult to get, to, to, to get the truth out in the future. And so what I want to do is I want to have an analog solution. So you can still contact AD Robles Media by hitting up my P.O. box. Send me a letter. Send me a regular letter. You see, this is the thing, Al. We found each other now. 
and you realize that we did it through social media. And now we're meeting in person, we're having video calls, we're having phone calls, and we're organizing now. We're organizing and we're pointing, the fa pointing out the fact, this is all we're doing now, pointing out the fact that the emperor has no clothes. Emperor Al Moler has no clothes. I understand trying to defend yourself because you don't like that. You don't like the fact that a peon like me can challenge you and resonates with a lot of Southern Baptists, even though I'm not a Southern Baptist. It resonates with them. They're like, man, thank God I'm not alone. I can see that what Al and his buddies are saying is not biblical, and I'm not crazy. You don't like that. And so you're trying to take away the means for us to, to find each other, Al. You're a little late to that game, buddy. I know you think you're like thinking 10 steps ahead here, but it's too late. It's too late. We will not get off Twitter. We'll have to be, we'll have to be kicked off. We're not getting off Twitter until we're kicked off. And by that time, we're going to have something else that we're using. We're already figuring out ways to stay connected. We've got encrypted uh, rooms. We've got secret rooms with security. We've got secret servers and stuff like that. Brother, you have no idea how prepared we are for the eventuality of the merging of Big Eva and the mainstream media that is becoming so apparent. We're ready for it, man. So keep trying. I guess you can keep saying that Twitter is the worst thing ever, but it's not going to work, Al, because we know too much. We know too much, Al. When you get in the room, the right things tend to happen, Al. We're not going to buy that propaganda anymore, buddy. We're not going to do it because we know what that means. That means you and your little cronies always agree with you. Guess what? Jimmy Crackcorn, and I don't care. Anyway, I hope you found this podcast helpful. I know it's going to sound a little wild and crazy, but I honestly believe that this is a signal of the full-scale acknowledgement that they have lost social media and they are losing this war and they are getting desperate. Good luck with that, Al. Hope you found this podcast helpful. God bless. Don't forget to tune in next week on Thursday for AD on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network.